The anonymous landlord is more than just making profit from property. It's a system of automation and a strategy which will shape the way you invest in property forever. It's a quality of life, it's a way of life. It's a business mindset. The anonymous landlord will make loads of money from property and continue to grow wealth and assets without giving up time or energy or life. Because what's the point in making a load of money from property if you've got no time or energy to enjoy it? My name's Tom Sone, and this is The Anonymous Landlord. Chapter 5. Better Compliance and Robust Enforcement We believe landlords and tenants should understand how to comply with their duties and obligations. Willfully non-compliant or criminal landlords have no place in the market. Local councils need strong and effective enforcement tools to crack down on poor practice. We have introduced civil penalties of up to £30,000, banning orders and a database of rogue landlords and agents through the Housing and Planning Act 2016. Extended rent repayment orders to cover more offences through the Housing and Planning Act 2016. Reformed HMO licensing in 2018 to include all properties occupied by five or more persons in two separate households, regardless of the number of storeys in the building and introduced mandatory minimum room sizes funded local councils to boost their enforcement work. This includes awarding £6.7 million over the past five years to over 180 local councils to support innovation and a further £5.4 million in 2020 to 2021 to five local councils to pilot improvements in supported housing. Established a lead enforcement authority for letting agents through the Tenant Fees Act 2019 run by the National Trading Standards at Bristol City Council. Provided a series of housing how-to guides that summarise the rights and responsibilities of both tenants and landlords with our How to Rent guide downloaded and accessed over 100,000 times. We will introduce a new property portal to make sure that tenants and landlords and local councils have the information they need. Strengthen local councils' enforcement powers and ability to crack down on criminal landlords. Our reforms to improve quality, security and dispute resolution will only make a difference if they are understood and effectively enforced. Landlords need support and guidance to fully comply with their new responsibilities. Renters should feel confident to challenge their landlord if they think something isn't right. While some local authorities prioritise PRS enforcement, variation in enforcement levels across England can leave tenants and landlords frustrated and allow criminal operators to thrive. Councils struggle to crack down on non-compliant landlords due to lack of robust data and information on the sector. We are determined to support local councils to target those landlords who neglect their properties and exploit their tenants. They should either improve the service they offer or leave the business to free up properties for prospective homeowners or reputable landlords. A new property portal. 
A new digital property portal will provide a single front door to help landlords understand and demonstrate compliance with their legal requirements. Too often, tenants find out too late that they are renting a substandard property from landlords who willfully fail to comply. And councils don't know who to track down when the serious issues arise. The property portal will provide a simple solution to these issues with landlords legally required to register their property on the portal. Local councils will be able to take enforcement action against private landlords that fail to join the portal. By removing unnecessary, frustrating administration and providing a trusted and consistent intelligent source, council staff will be able to focus on enforcement against criminal landlords. Quote, there is a difference between what a local council would describe their strategy as and the approach that they have to take because of the information at their disposal. Our digital development will explore how to integrate compliance and legal requirements into the portal to maximise these benefits. The portal will support good landlords to demonstrate regulatory compliance and to attract prospective tenants. And tenants have told us that having clear and easily accessible information would help them make a decision about their tenancies and undertake due diligence before they sign a new rental contract. The portal will act as a trusted one-stop shop for guidance on renting in the private rented sector, levelling up awareness of tenants and landlords' rights and responsibilities across the country. Quote, it would be useful for me to check off the things that I am compliant in, check that I haven't overlooked anything. We will conduct extensive testing of potential solutions for the portal, underpinned by user research and engagement with representative groups to make sure the system works for tenants, landlords and local councils. In addition, we will explore the benefits of creating a lead operating authority to run the future portal and help local councils use the portal effectively. Quote, the property portal could help other landlords get up to speed where they are new landlords or less hands-on. We will future-proof the portal so it can flex to support future policy developments, supporting efforts to raise standards in the sector and reduce the number of non-decent rented homes by 50% by 2030. For example, it could support a system where landlords and agents must meet minimum standards before properties can be let, requiring landlords to take a proactive approach to property management would benefit those good landlords who already meet basic requirements, while simplifying enforcement for local councils and hitting criminal landlords hard. We are committed to carefully balancing landlords' privacy concerns with the need of private tenants to make informed decisions about their housing options when designing a new system. Tenants will be able to access necessary information in relation to their landlord's identity and compliance with key legislative requirements, but we do not envisage that all data will be publicly accessible. Alongside the portal, we know that clear communication and guidance is essential to ensure tenants and landlords understand their rights and responsibilities. Quote, there is lots of information that landlords need to adhere to. This can be overwhelming for first time smaller landlords. This needs to be communicated concisely to ensure clarity across the sector. 
We currently produce a series of housing how-to guides that summarise the rights and responsibilities of both tenants and landlords in relation to their tenancy and their property. Landlords must issue an up-to-date version of the How to Rent Guide to their tenants at the outset of a tenancy, and in 2021, this guide was downloaded and accessed over 100,000 times. Between 2018 and 2021, the proportion of landlords that say they provided their tenant with a copy of the guide increased from 52% to 64%. We also produce guidance that helps landlords and tenants to understand their rights and responsibilities where a landlord is seeking repossession of their property. Quote, when I first started renting, I was unsure about my landlord's responsibility. This led to me not reporting issues that my landlord was legally obliged to fix. In the future, we will also require landlords to provide a written tenancy agreement, setting out basic information about the tenancy and both parties' responsibilities, while retaining their right to agree and adapt terms to meet their needs. Written contracts will help to avoid and resolve disputes and provide evidence if disputes go to court. We are committed to using a range of strategies and channels, including those of our partners, to make sure messages reach the right groups, including the digitally excluded and other marginalized groups. This will include, for example, working with the Department for Work and Pensions, DWP, to use existing touch points for tenants in receipt of benefits to share guidance on renting. Organisations like Citizens Advice and the National Residential Landlords Association and Shelter also provide landlords and renters with invaluable advice and support on renting in the PRS. We understand the importance of communicating our reforms in advance of their introduction, particularly to landlords, to allow time to understand any new requirements and comply accordingly. It is also vital that our communications increase awareness and usage of earlier legislative changes such as the Homes Fitness for Human Habitation Act 2018. Our proactive communications campaign will support landlords and letting agents to meet the updated requirements for private rented homes and support tenants to fully assert their rights. We also remain committed to raising professionalism and standards among letting agents and property agents more widely, protecting consumers while defending the reputation of good agents. Good agents play an important role in supporting landlords and tenants to understand and comply with their responsibilities. We therefore welcome the industry's ongoing work to raise professionalism and standards across the sector, including steps to develop codes of practice. Alongside the database of rogue landlords and property agents and stronger enforcement tools for local councils, this is an important development towards making sure all consumers are treated fairly and all agents work to the same high standards. We will continue to work with the industry to expand best practice. Stronger enforcement powers for local councils. The property portal will dramatically increase local councils' ability to enforce against criminal landlords. Over time, we plan to bolster this even further by incorporating some of the functionality of the existing database of rogue landlords and property agents, the database. Quote, 
There is a small minority of rogue landlords who taint all landlords. Having a way of regulating landlords would provide tenants with confidence. I think this will also help local councils with their enforcement procedures, keeping standards in the PRS high. Local councils currently can choose to make a banning order against landlords or agents who have been convicted of serious offences. Banning orders prevent rogue landlords or agents from renting out or managing properties for a period of time. At present, local councils are only required to make a record on the database if they make a banning order. If a landlord commits an offence that qualifies for a banning order, but a banning order is not served, then the local council has discretion over whether to include it on the database. Local councils also have discretion to record civil penalty notices where an individual has received two or more within 12 months. All offences within scope for entry in the database are, by their nature, serious. We will make sure tenants are able to identify if their prospective landlord or agent has committed an offence by mandating entry of all eligible offences on the database and making offence data publicly viewable, subject to consultation with the Information Commissioner's Office. Mandating entries reduces the likelihood of local councils not administering offence data. This will create a level playing field for landlords and allow law-abiding landlords to be distinguishable from criminals. We will also seek to lower the current threshold for civil penalty entry to cover all civil penalties. This would allow local councils to share more data with each other, encouraging informed and collaborative enforcement activity. At present, civil penalty notices can only be entered onto the database when two or more are served to an individual within 12-month period. Lowering the threshold for inclusion and making offence data public would support tenant choice, helping them to seek out responsible landlords. We have previously consulted on expanding the types of offences recorded on the database and we are exploring options for broadening the criteria for entry. This will need to be carefully balanced with data protection. This will need to be carefully balanced with data protection considerations to make sure that data processing is necessary and proportionate with the intended aims of the policy. We will take further steps to help local councils pursue the worst offenders by stripping away red tape including exploring ways to increase local councils' investigation powers to target illegal business activity by enabling them to require financial information. We will explore strengthening the fine regime for serious offences and high criminality, such as the most serious Category 1 hazards, including minimum fines. We will seek to introduce a national framework for setting fines based on clear culpability and harm considerations, which will ensure a more consistent approach to fine setting and reduce the incidence of arbitrary reductions of fines made by tribunals. We will also explore bolstering local councils' enforcement to tackle a wider range of standards breaches. These tools will build on local councils' existing ability to tackle local housing issues, including poor housing quality, low housing demand, and antisocial behaviour through selective licensing schemes. Selective licensing enables a local council to require all landlords of privately rented housing, 
in a designated area to obtain a license for each individual property. It gives the local housing authority powers to inspect properties and enforce landlords to address specific property issues. Case study. Driving up property conditions through selective licensing in Nottingham. Nottingham City Council's ambitious selective licensing scheme began on the 1st of August 2018 and is aimed at tackling poor property conditions, high levels of antisocial behaviour, crime and deprivation. To date, the council's team of 75 officers has received over 29,000 applications. The provision of advice to license holders and compliance inspections led to approximately 25% of properties being improved despite the pandemic restrictions. Compliance work continued with an increased focus on external inspections. One of the aims of licensing is to tackle antisocial behaviour by requiring landlords to have a plan in place to deal with these issues at their property. To date, the council has worked with landlords on 594 antisocial behaviour referrals. The council has also had good success in finding unlicensed properties and taking enforcement action against owners who don't comply. They have issued 47 civil penalty notices for selective licensing breaches and 13 landlords have been prosecuted for 49 offences at 30 properties. 27 of these relate to selective licensing. This has helped the team to secure 1,305 license applications from previously unlicensed properties. The scheme also led to a reduction in the proportion of privately rented homes with EPC energy rating below D from 25.9% to 15.6%. To support landlords, the council also offers a lower selective licensing fee for accredited landlords through Partners Decent and Safe Homes, DASH, and Unipol. This has seen the number of accredited landlords rise from 650 to 1,715, January 2022. Approximately a third of all individually licensed properties are now accredited, with these landlords letting over 8,300 properties, January 2022, up from 3,917 in 2018. With barriers removed, we expect local councils to prioritise private rented sector enforcement in the same way as public health, to which housing is a key contributor. Research by the Centre for Regional Economic and Social Research carried out on behalf of the DLUHC and published alongside this paper found significant variation between local councils. Some were using a full range of tools and legal powers at their disposal, while others emphasised informal activity or negotiation with landlords. Quote, There needs to be a more consistent approach with local councils. I have rented in different locations and I have noticed that councils approach issues in different ways. Some were more proactive than others. Tenant in the North West, aged 35 to 44. This postcode lottery should not exist. Renters and landlords should be assured wherever they live that poor practice will be tackled. We want all local councils to prioritise addressing low standards in the private rented sector. 
We will bolster national oversight of local councils' enforcement, including by exploring requirements for councils to report on their housing enforcement activity. We want to recognise those local councils that are doing a good job and encourage them to share best practice. Thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. But before you go to the next episode, I really want to hear from you. Just search Tom Sohn on any social media or just email me tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode. And if you need any help with your own situation, just get in touch. I'll answer every email and every message I promise. Anyway, see you in the next podcast and remember, Being a landlord is hard. Being an anonymous landlord is easy. Invest, enjoy, repeat, and grow.